This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Like, all right, I'm gonna listen to oh, Kate. Kate's gonna take this, bring this baby home. Oh, it's me. I'm Kate. It's Caitlin's too. week, guys. Yeah, it's Caitlin's uh, week. All right, so let's see. We have a new almighty patron. How about hi? How are oh my you? God. <laughs> well, because we were talking. Before. I know we were talking off. Off cam. Oh, hi. Hey, Kate. How are you? Hey, Caitlin. I'm so good. How are you? <laughs> it's so good to see you. <laughs> yeah, you too, God, girl. I'm an asshole. No, uh, it's just been, you know, it's been a week. We're recording later in the week. We've started something new. I know. It works out better for us for sure, but also I have, my brain is like totally yeah. mush yeah. the last couple weeks because of work. It's just nuts, but... um. I've been falling asleep on the couch by eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's try it. Let's try keep to wrap this up. Keep yeah, it keep tight. it tight. All right. No bird walks. Uh, you know me, though. All right. <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah. I'm not really into it because it's still the intro. Wow. Just yeah, got all yeah. of this. All right. So, <laughs> Kate, it is so good to see you. I miss you. I was really looking forward to this this week for sure. And just I know. I love this episode, Robin yeah. 101. It's a sweet one. It is really sweet. Um, but before we get into all the goodness that is Robin 101, let's uh, do some housekeeping, as we usually say. Um, yeah. We have a new almighty patron, Arjan. Hi. Welcome. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's so awesome. Yeah, we always appreciate the support. <clears throat> and please let us know if we're not pronouncing your name right so we can... Fix it. Fix it. Yeah. Please. we're ignorant Americans who... Speak barely two languages. Barely. <laughs> between us. Oh, yeah. Between us. I was going to say. Uh, between us. You're carrying yeah. in that second one all the way. <laughs> all the way. And then Claire Bell, happy 50th. Uh, yeah, she wrote yesterday. in. Yesterday. Yeah, she wrote in asking if we could shout her out on her 50th birthday. So, yay, Claire. Happy Thanks birthday. Thanks for listening. Yeah. The big 5-0. So exciting. 5 big, yeah. <sighs> Let us know how you're feeling about this new decade. Personally, I am really enjoying getting older. I'm looking forward mm. to 40s and 50s where I give less fucks. Yeah. I had a I had a moment, because I turned 35 this year, where it was kind of like, there's no going back now. That's how <laughs> like, I felt, too. I was like, I'm old right? enough to know better at this point. There's, I'm just, there's like, it was a moment where I was like, this yeah. doesn't feel like my other birthdays right? have really felt. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I have the same exact and not 35 is a is a speed bump for sure. Yeah, like I said, like you're just we're we're old enough to know better. We're not kids anymore. Like there's no way you can say we're just a couple of silly old kids trying to figure things out. No, we're grown ups. Right. Even white 35 year olds are treated like 35 year olds, (laughs) you know. White women too. Right, white women. She was just a child. Like, bitch, she was 30. She knew what she was doing. Anyway, but yeah, thank you for writing in, Claire, and happy 50th birthday. Mm-hmm, Hope mm-hmm. it's amazing. 
And then I don't get HBO, so I'm and I'm also <gasps> not. Yeah. I okay, know. so we want we have a few updates from the Himium universe as far. Thank as you new for projects. clarifying how to like and intro that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I've been doing it for three years, so you know. Yep. Maybe one of these days I'll get the hang of it. I still so, can't even get my <laughs> stupid thing to record. I'm still typing Guitar Hero instead of Garage Band. <laughs> when she looks for how to record. Oh, God. Anyway. Me. Uh, yeah, so we have updates from three of our five faves uh, when it comes to new projects. So Liz and I just watched It's a Sin on HBO. And it's all about um, when basically when HIV and AIDS... Mm. crossed the pond in and and showed up in the UK. So it's the story of these, you know, this group of young people that are all friends and have all this promise. And then, Ugh. you know, they're first, you know, they don't know what it is and they think it's cancer and like Ugh. it's killing their friends. And their friends are disappearing. And it's <clears throat> that's awful. It's awful. It's really, really well done. It's a great show. And Neil Patrick Harris shows up in it. He's amazing. So I feel like anything that he is in is going to be good. Yeah, he he was great. I wish he'd been in more of it. Yeah. Um, but he was he was good. And his his British accent was was fine. It was fine. It's not like it one of Ted's. Fine. It's not like one of Ted's accents. It's not like most of the characters on Buffy when they try to do oh. accents. It was it was good. So good enough. It was good enough for the amount that he was in it. But yeah, definitely check that out. It was a wonderful watch and it was a piece of of queer history that I didn't know about it. Cause you know, we usually think about, you know, the AIDS epidemic and New York City. Yeah, say New York. Um, and now I've seen stuff about New York and also San Francisco, but I'd never thought about it coming to Europe and how isolated the UK was from information. Like mm -hmm. they were like years behind what we knew here. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Highly recommend. And then you were telling me about Jason Siegel's new project. Yeah. It's called our friend. I believe it's streaming on all the like pay for streams, mm -hmm. whatever to rent. Um, but it's based off of a true story. And um, he was on another podcast, um, you know, just kind of talking about part of it. And it's about a, a man who moves in with a couple who are his best friend after a cancer diagnosis and helps support oh them through. And just, it says, like, he puts his own life on hold. Oh, Jesus. And, like, there's, like, a line in the trailers, like, you know, she's my best friend and, and you are too or something like that. It just looks incredible. I think okay. I'm going to cry every time. Yeah, we're going to have to watch it and mm -hmm. let you guys know how it is. And then um, Allison Hannigan has a new product project out on Disney Plus called Flora and Ulysses. And I think it's like a kid's movie. And it looks really, really sweet. And the little girl in it, I, I mean, obviously Allison plays the mom. And the little girl looks a lot like her. She's like this little redheaded Aww. sweetie. So um, I don't know a ton about it, but I've seen Allison promoting it and i do have my friend's disney plus login so i should probably check it out nice but yeah so there's some stuff for y'all to watch this week uh <laughs> while you're once you're done watching our next episode and sending in your legendary moment yes stay tuned at the end for 11 legendary moments from listeners like you and now let's get into robin 101 
This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Arjan, Adam, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thanks to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks we offer. Join for just as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Let's, let's get into this. Okay. Let's get into this episode. Give me a slap. We're back. We're back Please. at it. Oh, Caitlin. Speaking of back at it. I haven't seen you like this in, in weeks. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? What are you snacking over there? Mm. I have got a molasses crinkle cookie from Rachel's Cookies and Treats. Ooh, mm. Tell us about it in detail. Paint us a word picture. First of all, these cookies are made with all real ingredients, no preservatives, handmade small batches, and so super delicious, they go very quickly. Mm. Go in that I eat them very fast. So you hear that, Ooh, that little ASMR. crinkle. Yeah. Oh. Um, I love ASMR. So these little these little babies, I froze. So, so that way I can have a little bit more self-control and not eat them all in one sitting. Because <laughs> when I got the box, you know I ate four right away. <laughs> right out like, of the box. Right away as soon as they got delivered. So anyway, yep. so these cookies have thawed, but you would never know it because it is still so soft, as just mm. as delicious as they got them. I bite into it. Mm. More there's chewy a, than crunchy? There's soft. a slight crunch when you first okay. bite and your teeth first hit the cookie. Mm, a little resistance. A little resistance. Yeah. You give a little bit of pressure. <laughs> sure enough, it gives way. And there's just like this delicious crumb texture. There's mm. a little bit of granulated sugar on top, which just Ooh. adds a little something extra in my opinion. But these molasses, molasses crinkle cookies are definitely my favorite. I order a dozen right off the bat. And, you know, with the promo code HBFAM, I get 25% off. So I don't even really feel bad about it. And this time I ordered, I think it was almost like four dozen cookies. Oh, my gosh. And because for, for where I live, this business is local, they get delivered by, like, a normal person. And she happened to be delivering the cookies as we were coming home. And she was like, oh, hey, like, I just want to make sure this is the right house. I thought I've, I think I've delivered here before. <laughs> oh, you, you certainly have. I was have. like, you have, for sure. Busty delivery girl from that one time. <laughs> from that one time, yes. <laughs> but, you know, she, she has been to our house more than one mm-hmm. time because I do order these cookies a lot. But I am supporting a fellow HB fam. Uh, That's right. Business. She it's listens a, to the show. Yeah, they both do. It's a local, uh, locally owned business. It's um, family owned and operated. It's business and woman owned. So all the things that, you know, we love and support here at Hey Beautiful. That's right. And mm-hmm. like you said, you can get 25% off your order. As many orders as you'd like. If you go to rachelscookiesandtreats.com and enter our special code, which is HBFAM. That's H-B-F-A-M, all caps. And they'll ship anywhere in the continental U.S. So get your cookies delivered and start enjoying them. Ooh, Caitlin is showing me one of my faves, Mm. which is the iced lemon cookies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, get out there, get some cookies, support a fellow H-B family member, and, yeah, you will not be sorry. Mm. I I have to say before we start, like, I cannot believe we are at these episodes. Me either. I was watching them taking notes, and I'm like, 
how is it already this episode? Like, how are we already getting like, be cool, baby, damn. Like, I thought that was, that line was later on. And so much, the barrel I forgot was season five. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like all of a sudden we're going Oh my God, it's too fast. It's too fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. I'm really, really excited. And also, of course, this is Carter and Craig because. It's like all one scene. I, like I, I, I realize, <laughs> yeah, on my notes, I try to separate out by scene by scene. No. We're just going to have to go old school and just cut when we feel like it. Yeah, which is fine. Remember we used to do that? We used to just like talk, talk a little like, bit. Right, and do then, you want to go? Do you want to go now? <laughs> okay. How about, do you want to talk? And then you were, I remember you were like, let's go scene by scene. It'll have a better flow. <laughs> let's <laughs> so take like, turns. Listen, and I'm like, because I was like, I talk a lot. So but you have the best things up. to say. <laughs> oh, please. All right. Look, get, let's, let's get uh, into it. Let's intro this bad boy. All right. So this is episode 91. Hey. Season five, episode three, titled Robin 101. It first aired October 5th, 2009. And of course, was written by Craig and Carter, the dream team, and directed okay. by Miss Pamela Fryman. We sort of pick up where Double Date left off and, you know, kind of appears that Barney and Robin are still having a little bit of friction. Mm. You know, Robin's giving Lily this recap of what's kind of been going on as Ted sits and has like this like existential crisis about... (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, it was me when I was little. Did you ever ever do that? Like you say something a hundred times? Oh, yeah. Or write it a hundred times and it just becomes not a word anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, so basically Robin thinks that Barney has been single for too long. And as Future Ted reminds us at the top of the episode, this is a new role for him. He's been called a lot of things, but boyfriend is not one of them. And so far, Robin has caught Barney not once, not mm-hmm. twice, but three times sleep escaping. <laughs> like, yeah, she has. Yes. So she wakes up, realizes that he's gone. He, he has a basketball for a head <laughs> and calls him back to bed that it's not a one night stand. They're dating. And I love he's like sleeping. He just kind of nods and falls back. on the bed. Yeah. So genius to put the basketball in while sleeping. It's so good. Yeah. Um, you know, when she's had a hard day and just wants to to talk it out with him, he's not interested. Mm-hmm. And Robin starts to think that maybe all of this was a mistake. And that's and Ted sort of like cues into that. <clears throat> yeah, right. Uh, he kind of wakes up from that. Yeah, he's like, Bull? Because <laughs> yeah. the joke is that Robin had said, you know, Barney's her boyfriend a hundred times and it just still, you know, doesn't doesn't make sense. And and so Ted's like, you say anything a hundred times and it's, you know. And so he yeah. has to prove that by saying bowl, bowl, bowl. The const- bowl. constantly in the background oh, of the whole scene. Love it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but anyway, so Ted then relays what had happened to Barney, who looks a little bit alarmed. And, you know, Ted and Robin dated for a year, so he knows that she meant it. Um, and so if Barney wants to hang on to her, he really is going to have to try a little bit harder. Barney is initially dismissive, but future Ted then says a funny thing happened after that. He was more thoughtful, considerate, sweet, things like that. So instead, when Robin wakes up and sees that Barney's gone, it's because he's actually making her breakfast to bring her in mm-hmm. bed. Um, he sends her flowers. And of course... The only thing that makes sense for this is that he's cheating on her. He's getting something on the side because there's no way he would be a sweet and attentive boyfriend. Right. Um, you know, 
and also it's not just that, but she's been calling the office when he says he's working late, but he's not there. And that's for me is a big red flag. And Lily can't even defend him because she's like, oh, come on. He's not the guy who. All right. Never mind. Right. Right. And reminds her, you know, that, you know, she really needs receipts for this. And uh, wouldn't you know it? Barney left his briefcase at the apartment. <laughs> wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? So she uh, <laughs> is ready to open it to look for some evidence. But as Lily tells her, that look is not a good one for her. She is not some crazy, jealous, stalker bitch. That, yes, she has starred in some of her dreams and has reminded her that a woman's sexuality is a moving target. So what is that, Kate? Bisexual Lily! Yay! Two in a row! I know. We are blessed by the bisexual Lily gods. It's raining, raining upon us. So good. Um, and Justin Marshall, just the, just then Marshall bursts in out of breath and sort of breaks the tension, um, remembering that there is basement storage. So he's been trying to clean that out, but guess what he finds? Mabel the barrel. (gasps) Oh my God. Yes. Mabel the barrel, the. The uh, barrel he used is a nightstand for years in college. It's so big. It's, it's so huge. Big. Until he found out that Lily was allergic to to <clears throat> barrel resin. So unforged, honestly. I know. Very specific allergy. <laughs> Very specific. But, you know, if she's <laughs> if it's the nightstand, she probably has her head close to it. Um, yeah. It's facts, honestly. Right. And so, it's canon. It's canon. It's canon. Lily <laughs> is allergic to barrels. <laughs> You heard it, you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh HB family. Um so yeah, but Marshall's not gonna throw out Mabel. He cares too much for her. And instead it's going to bring her to the Bermuda Triangle to help her find a new uh home. And the Bermuda Triangle is this place on the curb in front of the apartment where anything they put disappears. And we get a flashback of Marshall and Ted bringing out this absolutely disgusting looking couch. It's like completely falling mm-hmm. apart. And bef- yep. before they can even get all the way up to the door, it's disappeared. God. I think I love that Marshall brings up the giant barrel from the basement just to bring it back before down. Before bringing it down, he just was so proud. He, he really, really wanted to see was. It. it was so sweet. And then Robin being pissed that there's storage. Oh, good. You're not mad. <laughs> <laughs> She's been living there for months. If there's basement storage, oh. Um. So anyway, so he brings the barrel back down, leaves the apartment, and Robin finds a sledgehammer. Just kind of, she's like, Ted has to have a sledgehammer around here somewhere. Why? 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 Because he was an architect. They have sledgehammers. I, I have no idea, but she finds one. So I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and oops. It opens up, and inside is a college notebook, which just kind of devastates Robin because she figured she'd be a skank, but at least she would be stupid and said, this bitch is in college. Right. But it's not as everything appears because inside is actually all sorts of information about a 29-year-old version of her because we know Robin (laughs) is only 26. Obviously. Obviously. 26. Obviously. Canon. Canon. Uh, Marshall comes running back up, so excited to hopefully see who the new owner of Mabel is. He gets, it's so cute, he like sits over on the windowsill with his little binoculars. Yeah. So cute. Scoping out all the prospects, and, and then he realizes that 
Lily and Robin are looking at Barney's secret Robin notebook. And he realizes his mistake and tries to backstep and say, did you ladies happen to lose some weight? (laughs) Gets him every time. So good. Yeah. Um, Robin's like bewildered and, you know, all sorts of things, feeling some kind of way. Like, why does he have a secret notebook about her? And so we Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, backtrack and we go back to where... um, Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. That's after the yeah. cut. Yeah. I, I, my eyes scrolled down. <laughs> um, well, as future Ted tells us, um, Barney had actually enrolled in a night class taught by mm-hmm. Ted. And it's Robin 101. How to date Robin Sherbatsky. Not just Ted. Ted in a vest. Ted in <laughs> Professor Mosby. Professor Mosby. I got to take another bite of this cookie. He's just starting to lean into it. Um. Before we move on to the the rest of the episode, this is, uh, first of all, I need to point out Lily's top in this first scene. Gorgeous. That white and red Mm. with the red dots, like the silk top. I feel like she wore something similar last episode, too. But it's just a fucking phenomenal look on her. And also, if we compare Robin right now to when she was dating Ted... (laughs) Like in Ted Mosby Architect, right? It, she didn't give a shit at all what he was up to when she was, when he was out of her line of sight. Mm-hmm. And so now she's this new person. And I think the first time watching it, I was like, oh, she really cares about him. And, and that's why she's like this. But then, like, the more I think about it, it seems like she doesn't feel safe in the relationship, right? Yeah. Like, she doesn't know if she can trust him. And, and this sort of quote unquote crazy, jealous, stalker bitch thing it's 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 wrapped up in the same stuff that barney's wrapped up in now which is this like uncertainty and this this sort of insecurity about how to do this couple thing Mm -hmm. and also if they're both making just the biggest mistake so let's see how that pans out shouting he's so loud he's on a work call oh or i'm gonna meet i can't okay i can't hear him at all it's really i have i can't i have one off and one off Oh, okay. It's just distracting for me. Oh, okay. But, but uh, you just can't... so you know, audio can't hear it. Okay. All right. Then Great right. microphones. Great oh. microphones. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Great microphones. Great microphones. So after the cut, we find out that um, the scene that we saw before the cut where Barney got up from the bar and, and stormed off saying he doesn't want his balls rolling around in Robin's purse, that was just a fraction of a second. So classic him in technique Uh um, of him sort of just getting up looking like he's going to leave and then coming back getting a fresh drink and sitting down and the first thing I thought was that Barney must be on the Kennedy package (gasps) at the bar (gasps) oh yes (laughs) oh I love thank you Linus love so that this is not your first time through the show you will get that Um, but yeah because that that Bartender just had that drink ready, ready for to it, go. ready to go. Yep. Um, so anyway, we've, we learned that because Ted and Robin dated for so long, he has all this information that he can share, all these little things that can help him make Barney a better boyfriend. Um, one of them, of course, is not crying <laughs> in front of her four, four times, times, which is amazing. Um, but before they can get too far... Robin comes in. 
So they figure out that they need some sort of a neutral safe space to meet and have these discussions so Ted can help Barney stay with Robin. And so they go to his classroom and it's sort of a win-win because Ted needs practice in front of a class. Mm -hmm. He's still a pretty new professor. Um, And Barney is just the perfect challenging student, right? Like Mm -hmm. he wants to draw boobs on the chalkboard, but they already drew boobs on the chalkboard. And I can like picture them doing that. Um, And he gets, um, you know, like the, can we have class outside? Which is a very famous Barney line. And um, we also get a, I have to reach these kids moment, which is very like dangerous so minds, yeah. freedom writers. Ted's been like, like probably dying to say something oh, like yeah. that, you know? He really wants to make a difference in this in oh. this kid's life, right? Mm-hmm. So they start getting into it and this whole the whole episode's flip the whole episode flips back and forth between Robin and Lily reading stuff in real time in the notebook and then flashing back to the class periods when it was taken down by Barney. Which I absolutely, I love that as they're reading about it, we get to see it happening in real time. But I haven't really talked about a blog post in a while. Ooh, that's right. But I am going to bring it up today because... It is notes from Barney's class. <gasps> cool. So it's really just boobs and Professor Douche Moby, possible <laughs> aliases, Jack Pacage, and, you know, names like that. <laughs> Jack Pacage. And then on the second page, it's a game of Hangman. Yeah. And it's clue, there's a clue that says, great movie. And I could not figure it out. I had to Google it. Wasn't Field of Dreams? No, it's a gnome named Norm. Have you fucking seen it? No. Okay, it's I'm part it of those now. like weird eighties movies. Actually, it's nineteen ninety. It has Anthony Michael Hall, Jerry <coughs> Orbach, and like this weird fucking. Oh, so it's like the the creature. Kid, yeah, the kid and the creature situation. Yes. Like. Yes. Like Mac and me. Yes. And- so what happens is Anthony Michael Hall is a detective and um, oh God, like Gnome it. the Norm, like Nor- Norm the Gnome is like trying to get ladies or something and impress them. So he takes like these gnome crystals to the s- to to be charged in the sun. This is my retelling of a brief recap I read. Right. And Gross. and so somehow the gnome is involved in like this undercover operation like in not involved but like he's in the wrong place at the wrong time okay and this undercover cop gets murdered and it's like anthony michael hall's partner and they and the bad guys steal the gnomes thing so they have to team up but nobody can see norm except for him it's just and I, i was looking through like some of like the the pictures and of course there's like a woman who's fucking like kissing the gnome like Ew. why do they do that why why like in it's howard like the, the duck gnome right is so hot howard the duck like no that doesn't happen why it's like Ew. and he's so creepy it was when they were just getting into like animatronics and they just really went when, for it in the 80s like sounds good fucking gross did you see the pictures of it it's hideous ew yes the girl kissing them the creepy thing is all over the place like who the fuck but i want you to like tweet 
Carter and Craig or something and just be like, yo, really? A gnome named Norm? <laughs> We're like, I need to know more about this. I'm just. I will do that. I will definitely do that. But Fucking also. Hell. Gross. Sorry. Also, <clears throat> there are there's a page three and it has like week one, Robin's clothes versus Robin's mood. How Robin's outfit tells us about what she's feeling. A Canucks <laughs> jersey tells one thing. Tank top and black jeans is another. If she's wearing mm-hmm. nothing. And Ooh. then then he writes, that was kind of creepy for Professor Ted to say. <laughs> but this is when in this episode in a little bit, you're going to talk about it. But I'm bringing it up here because in this yeah. blog post, it's when. He writes, the barnacle understands that his peeps need his tweets, so follow along with my Twitter account. And that's when the Bros Life Twitter account is first introduced. We see Barney tweeting in class, and the account was first um, created in, like, August 2009. So, like, right... Potentially by Alec Lev, I'm guessing. I'm hoping so. Since he did all of that stuff. Interesting. All right, cool. Um, Well, thank you for that walk down... uh, memory lane with a gnome named norm norm spelled with a g um i had never heard of that i love 80s movies and all that weird pop culture shit that fell by the wayside nobody watched that shit and i cannot wait to to make uh make carter and craig aware of the fact that we know what they did yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah, so we're getting into it. We're getting this back and forth and we're watching Ted talk to Barney about Robin's different facial expressions and what they mean. And uh, the worst of them is this horrible face and we get this ominous music and it's, you know, I feel like even they, like, Barney shaded like, it too. Like it's <clears> like the yeah. color of it is bizarre, right? Yeah. And you see Barney like stand up. It's very, it feels very like Jurassic Park, you know, where they see something on the monitor. And um, I was just thinking about how much fun it must have been to be Robin or Kobe doing this photo shoot because it was clearly all done like the same, the same day based on the yeah. outfit she's wearing. And so, you know, talking to a laughing at the par- meter, laughing at the parking meter and sleeping on a cab and. Just just very cute. But, yeah, you never want to see her make that face. So no. we have a feeling that face is going to come back around. It's like flared <clears throat> nostrils, wide eyes. The, the flared nostril ridge. It's like she's a fucking animal. Yeah, I know. Um, and then we hear about how to, how to distract Robin, um, how to defuse the bomb, because clearly she has anger issues. And it's so great because we get... It, like, Ted knows her really well, and I think that's – obviously her privacy has been invaded, but also she probably hates that somebody knows her. It's annoying. In and out like this, right, because she's she's pretty good at, at staying on the move like a shark. Um, and my favorite image from this whole episode is when Robin talks about her uncle who blew his <laughs> thumbs off with his filthy old shotgun. She's like, you want to distract someone? Try to watch my uncle eat corn on the cob. <laughs> Like, I tried to, like, think about how could you do this? <laughs> do the Do the Robin Trubotsky's Uncle Corn Cob Challenge. <laughs> just no thumb. Just tape your thumbs to your hands and just fucking try it. You'll never not eat your, you'll never not clean that gun again. I guarantee it. 
And I number guess, three, Emperor Penguins. Oh, yeah, the Emperor Penguins. I was, then I, okay, so I started looking up facts, penguin facts, right, for the show. And yeah. it just led me down a wormhole. Mm, and I was just I'm like, sure. all right, I got to. I got to say, I pull back. Too granular. Too granular. No one cares. Um, no one cares. <laughs> um, yeah, so the techniques work. Robin completely forgets. But meanwhile, Marshall is eyeing this guy with Am- Amish adjacent facial hair, all beard, no, no mustache. mustache, who's who's sizing up Mabel down on the, the street corner. But turns out he just wants his dog to pee on it. And Marshall starts yelling and he's like, I bet you could grow a mustache if you wanted to. And Lily's like, well, neither can you. Yeah, neither can you. That's why mustache Marshall is such a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, we get the, well, he doesn't know that baby God. I so love that. Be cool, baby. Damn. We get some good some good lines this episode. Do you want to pick up here? Yeah. I guess. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Robin's upset. because, And I get it because it feels like Ted's only teaching like the horrible things mm. about her. Um, right. You know, like how to the defuse the bomb. Like, come on. Right. Yeah. And Lily tries to help her out by finding the sweetness in it because, you know, it's really sweet that Ted knows her so well. You know, for example, he knows that she doesn't really say I love you, but she'll kind of smile and get all sweet and call you an idiot, you know. Mm -hmm. And that means she loves you. But if she tells you she loves you, she's already broken up with you in her mind. (laughs) You're an idiot. Um, And so Robin counters. She's like, yeah, but it's all – then – there's a, t- a chapter titled Robin Scherbatsky's <clears throat> Surprising Erogenous Zones, um, which gross, will, will so gross. So it's like interesting. I don't know that I would share that information, but. And the fact that he's doing it on like an overhead projector yeah. with like the overhead pen. With the, like, like, yeah, the vis-a-vis so, pen. Yeah, yeah, the vis-a-vis. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so old. Um, you know, her right knee is ticklish, but lefty likes. <laughs> And we'll get a flashback to that scene a little bit later, which just, I think, for me, pays off. But, um, you know, then there's the five things never to do around Robin. And I felt like he's like, unless you want to see it like 80 times over the next week, never send her a YouTube video of an animal playing a musical instrument. (laughs) And, you know, but at this point, um, Barney's so checked out. He says it's boring. He's not learning anything. And then we get, you know, that classic dramatic teaching movie where everything's real heated and tense. And, and Ted gives him these rapid fire questions and it <laughs> proves that he knows everything that, you know. Right. He has been. He has been learning all along. Yep. And we get the Breakfast Club reference. Can you hear this? Do I need to turn it up? But it wasn't a th- it wasn't a thumbs up. And I love his face too. He's like, yeah, stick it to him, yeah. <laughs> and then we get the Dead Poet Society. Oh, Captain, my oh. captain. And then that's then like the scene like kind of breaks. Like, oh, how good was Dead Poet Society? And then like everything's <laughs> fine. I love yeah. Barney. The, the tears, or what does he say? Like the ending, just tears, just tears. Oh God, that movie is really sad. Um, and, and, and what did I text you earlier oh today? Oh my God, I was dying. <laughs> she says this in this robot voice, similar to the way Barney says it. Robin, I'm proud of you, eh? Robin, I'm proud of you, eh? 
Which is what, so that was actually like, you know, in lesson one, the one thing that like Robin really wants most, but we don't ever really get to hear it. And we come back to the apartment and Robin's crying and she's like, that's not true. But of course it is. And that's why she's crying. Um, But then she realizes that this class meets on six at 6.15 on Tuesday, which is right now. So of course we can all kind of fill in the blanks of what we know is going to happen later. But we cut to the lecture hall. And we see Ted going over. There's a picture of Robin, unflattering photo, mm-hmm. and she's got all the covers, and she's a classic cover hog, and he's got this great animation. <laughs> Very 80s, like, video yeah. game. Do, 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 do. And um, he, Ted, Pro- Professor Ted, Professor Mosby asks if there's any questions. And Robin's like, yeah, I got one. They're like, Robin! And they both kind of do this jump back. <laughs> and then they realize that she's got the flared nostrils, the wide unblinking eyes. They think Marshall sold them out, but he didn't because he, you know, he clarified the situation a little bit, but it wasn't his fault because he was really distraught over Mabel. <laughs> and so and the text like, like, oh. his mouth. I know. He's so upset. He is. Um, but Barney's feeling super cocky since, you know, he knows all the things about Robin. He can handle this. And so he goes over. He's like, so Emperor Penguins, huh? But she's pissed and she has every right to be. And then we find out that there are not only one student in this class, but there are two. Shinya has been auditing the class <laughs> and helping out in the role-playing scenarios. <laughs> poor Shinya. Oh, poor Shinya. I and feel like Shinya seems to understand more than they think. Oh, for sure. But he's still like, I'm I'm staying in this class. I love it. Um, and Robin's like, and you know, like, who do you think you are? Like, you think you're some sort of expert on me? Well, let's let me clear something up. You know, those erogenous zones. <laughs> oh, and it's so bad. We get a, a flashback to her and Ted in bed, and he's like, Oh, do you like <laughs> that? Oh, it's so gross. It's so, so gross. And she's like, Oh, um, no, the the right one's ticklish, I guess. Like, you can tell she's just so not into it. Yeah. And then oh, he glad, goes back. Glad you're back there. Oh, you're back there. Yeah, the left one. Oh, good. He's like, oh, lefty likes. Noted. It's so <laughs> gross and tense. But this is where I just love Josh Radner because he's so good. Like, his face, he's like, yeah. Like, he thinks he's <laughs> pleasing his woman. He's good at the vulnerability, he man. He really it's- is. And if I could go back in time and... And meet him again. I would say that I always really appreciated that about his performances in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And that he was so good at that. So damn good at that. Um, Before we get too far past this, I need to put out a question to our Canadian audience. (gasps) True or false? Butterscotch. Is butterscotch the Canadian equivalent of chocolate? Seems weird. Yeah. And we're talking like like a Werther's original or like... Yeah, what kind? What is a butter? Like that's our butterscotch, really. Yeah, those are good. Those they're, are fucking. They're banging. great. I went through a real strong Werther's phase. Oh, me too. Like in like high school, I used to have like a bag all the time Listen, in my backpack. Okay, <laughs> same. Maybe that's when they came out. But did you also? Do you remember? Taste stations. Oh my god! Yes, the, the swirls. The, they, they were like the hard chocolate yes. candies. The Hershey's. Candies and they tasted like a Werther's, but chocolate. They were like hot chocolate. They were so fucking good. Have you had a reason? The reason reasons the candy, but aren't those chewy? They have a chewy chewy inside, but they have a really Mm. good flavor. That's Mm, all I see. But taste stations was was right. Did they have like the they had a swirl on them or no? On the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like the little hard candies. 
I used to have those too. I feel oh like in my backpack. God. Oh my god, god. you are like ninety years old. I find, as you know, I'm a big snacker, and I have snacks with me all the time. But I had dropped something in my car the other day, and I went to get it, and I found some old gummy bears under my seat. <laughs> I'm like, you're disgusting. You're a filthy pig. You're a filthy. You're a fucking pig. And I was like, can I still eat this? But yeah, I, I threw it out. Oh, I wasn't. Don't sure. even get me started on gummy shit. I am like way into gummy candy right now. This <gasps> Swedish company in New York. I saw your bitch. Uh, it is so good. We just ordered another round of it. But I feel they're like they're not Swedish sponsors. So different. Um. Well, I just. I mean, it's I just quality. I'll yeah, just, yeah. Oh, I'll no, like well sell good. myself on like just it's it's foreign. It's different. Like Australian licorice. It's fine. It's, it's the same. It's really fucking good. Yeah. It's really fucking good. So we've been snacking on that. Anyway, <clears throat> so. Now I want to order some. Yeah, you should. It's really, I mean, it's really good. Anyway, um, so. Um, yeah, so the whole Roger Stones thing. I get, I mean, I get that's why, like, Robin lied because it was early on. But, like, you're together for a year and you let him tickle your left knee. That's weird. Regularly and didn't tell him, like. Women have conversations. Yes, don't be faking it. You're only hurting yourselves. You're only hurting Ugh. yourselves. Um, but yeah, so she's she's upset by that, obviously, and she she storms out, and um, she's just like, I feel like maybe we shouldn't even do this if we can't do it yeah. honestly. Like you made me think that you were cheating on me. And now I don't. I like how how are we supposed to do this? So all I could think was. If you two weren't completely emotionally unavailable, <laughs> this wouldn't need to happen. Like, this is a, a hell of your own making at the moment. So, <clears throat> so Robin's alone at the bar when Ted comes in and he apologizes. And it's a nice little moment here where Ted talks about when you date somebody. It's, mm. it's like you took uh, like a master level class and now you just have all this information and there's nothing to do with it. And... I have a very specific recollection of getting out of my first marriage after eight years and like going into a grocery store and just seeing everything that person liked and wanted and like the usual routine of stuff that we would get. Mm -hmm. And I just like abandoned my cart and left. Like it's just like overwhelming. overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You don't know what to do and what is going to happen to all this information. I can tell you, though, it eventually just goes away. It just leaks out of your brain, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And you're like, yeah. oh, you don't even realize or remember. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is sweet, and I like that we get to talk about what happens to the stuff. Because we've talked about, like, the physical stuff after a breakup in that episode mm-hmm. stuff. But we haven't talked about the emotional stuff yeah. and, like, that knowledge that just sort of lingers. And I think for Ted, it's... It's tough because he loves both these people and he wants to help them. And he feels like he's in a very privileged position to be able to do so, but also um, boundaries. You know? Not your place. Not your place. He does say, though, that he's because because Robin asks him, like, what am I doing? And this is not the first the last time that Robin will sort of go to Ted to ask if what she's doing romantically is the right thing. So get used to that happening. Um, it's not weird at all. <clears throat> not weird. Not weird. And um, he says, I've seen Barney work hard to get women. 
and to get rid of women, but I've never seen him work this hard to keep one. So that feels like progress. And so that makes her happy, happy enough to, you know, go and talk to him about it. I think it's sweet too. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's doing, I mean, he's doing it his best as Barney, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got to meet people where they are. Yeah. So do you want to do the rest of this a little bit? Mm-hmm. Robin <clears throat> leaves the bar and Barney's already there to apologize and, he swears off the Robin 101 class, and um, you can tell in his face, like, he means it. And he even tosses the notebook <clears throat> to the side. It lands on Mabel, which maybe not the best idea, but right. Um, Barney sits down with her next to her on the stoop and um, tells her that, you know, he's been with a lot of women. He's like, women with big boobs, small boobs. And he just goes on about the boobs. but <laughs> Boobs that are big, but kind of in a bad way. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, no such thing. No such thing. Um, and he goes, but the point is, some that go, you know, point this way. But the point yeah. is um, that he's he's scared. He's afraid that she's going to leave him. And he yeah. doesn't want her to. And that's why he did it. Because he didn't know what else to do. Because he doesn't really know how to be a boyfriend. And right. Ted does. Right. Um, and so she, Robin looks at him and smiles and laughs and says, you're an idiot. And because we all took Robin 101, we know what that means. And Robin knows that Barney knows what it means now, too. And there's like so this little like, smile. It's yeah. just kind of, it makes it even sweeter. It's very sweet. And, you know, as they make out, um, you know, she's like, you know, but we should probably go get that notebook. It has my home phone number, my address, my work phone number, has her birthday, right. like every bit of information. Um, but of course they look over and it's gone. It's gone. And I'm about to say something spoilery because I will forget to talk about this later when I want to talk about it. So feel free to skip ahead to our legendary moments. But I am annoyed that we never see the consequences of this notebook disappearing. I feel like that's a that's a thread. Ooh, God, my microphone. I feel like that's a thread that I am bummed never gets picked back up. I agree because there could it could have been they could have done something with it. They could have done something with it. It it seemed set up that way because she talks about how it has all of her personal information in it. Like mm-hmm. it just seems like it's gonna come back around in some way. And the fact that the entire B plot is about the Bermuda Triangle. You think it's bigger than it's going, you yeah, know. Yeah, you think it's bigger than it's going to be. And so that was, that's just one little thing. I was like, oh, man, because I remember being like, ooh, what is this going to mean? And maybe, like, the real love of Robin's life is going to find this notebook and they'll come together or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, that's that. Um, we get a fun little ending scene where we see Ted in his class and – um before when he was teaching Barney about some of Robin's facial expressions, he flips through and it was actually the Flatiron building, um, yeah. which is where he's at in his lecture now. So, you know, something's going to happen. So he <laughs> yeah. flips to the next picture and we don't see him, but we see his students and their reaction. And one girl bravely raises his hand and says that it's actually a picture of a woman drinking a beer on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and we see Robin, Ted covers and said it was the architect's wife's name and then moves right on. I just love the way Ted says Beaux-Arts. Beaux-Arts. He just like, the way he's like, Beaux-Arts. He's just, I just love that. I love 
seeing him as a professor. Like he just, mm-hmm. he loves architecture so much. And like to be able to share that passion with, you know, the next generation. A, Hello. A captive audience. He's being paid to lecture. Mm-hmm. He used to lecture his friends for fun. And as mm-hmm. a, when he won a bet. Right. We've got a win-win here, buddy. Exactly. So what did you think of Robin 101? Oh, I think it's so fun. I And I, I love um, the way the episode is kind of played out for us in terms of like the back and forth, like that kind of thing. I love, yeah. I love Barney and Robin together. I love mm-hmm. seeing them trying to figure things out because they both sort of suck, but they want to do the right thing, not do the right thing, but they want to try and make it work, but they don't know yeah. how. They can't get out of their own way. I love seeing this other side of them. Like Robin's kind of vulnerable and needy and... Right. Jealous and insecure and Barney's trying to change who he is for her to be better for her because that's what he thinks she wants. And I I enjoy this episode. I it's, wish it was it's more martial. Yeah, I know. It's, it's fun to watch it's, it. It's fun to watch characters struggle and mm-hmm. figure out who they are without it being like a punishment, you know, because some people just some writers just constantly punish their characters as a form of character development. But like watching them sort of grow up in this relationship is very, very gratifying. Yeah. And it's not like with Ted and Robin where Ted was just basically in control of the relationship, right? Like he was setting the rules and she was sort of and the pace and like, yeah, and the pace. Yeah. And so she was, she, I mean, it went fine because she, they had chemistry and she was fine to like, trust that he knew what he was doing in a relationship because he's Ted. Mm-hmm. But now it's these, you know, basically blind leading the blind. So definitely more, f- more fun to watch their relationship. Like the Ted and Robin together is kind of boring because yeah. it's boring because Ted is good in relationships. There's no, nothing. So it's boring. Yeah. There's nothing. And, <laughs> and it's, and boring. I don't want to say like in the way that Marshall and Lily are because I love Marshall and Lily, but also right. just like there's nothing they're they're great. They're a great partnership. You know what I mean? They're not going to yeah. get like that kind of. Um, yeah. The conflict and yes, the friction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and it was also a great way for us to see to learn a lot about Robin. Mm-hmm. I mean, most know. of it. We don't know anything about her. And I mean, a lot of it was like silly stuff. Right. But, you know, we learned that she really has a temper and, you know, we see how she feels when she's cornered, which is big. And it was just nice to sort of, yeah, to have an episode about Robin Mm -hmm. was really sweet. Um, Yeah. That's a great point. a good one. So let's get into our legendary moments. Remember, if you are a Patreon pal, your email gets read in its entirety. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Our first legendary moment comes from David M., David writes, love, love, love this episode. So great. Micro Legmo for Barney somehow successfully passing himself off as Barack Obama's son. Like <laughs> how? Right. I forgot that. Yeah. Legmo for Barnell's Bar- Legmo for Marshall's barrel nightstand. That's honestly great. And shame on Lily and Robin for not appreciate appreciating it. At least Ted gets it. But also for bringing up the Bermuda Triangle. One of my favorite Himyam lore bits. 
so yeah, good. I love the the Bermuda Triangle. Not such yeah. a big fan of that barrel nightstand. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> also Legmo for Ted snapping a pic of Robin's rage face. Just hilarious that he got a pic of it and is clearly <laughs> a deep regret for not running. Legmo for Butterscotch is to Canadian women what chocolate is to American women for its hilarity. Incorrect, though. It's actually toffee. Oh. All right, we have one vote for Toffee. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Okay, next up is Helena. And Helena says, hey, ladies, sorry it took me so long to get going with season five. One week, the entire state of Texas was shut down. Oof, yeah. Sorry Oof. that that happened. Yeah. Um, And the next I had to spend overtime at work playing catch up. No problem. We are here. <clears throat> but I'm here now, now with my moment for episode three. Just Ted this whole episode. Yes, it's absolutely creepy that he created this fake class about Robin behind her back. But you know I love Ted and can't stay mad at him. From him saying the word bowl a hundred times <laughs> to watching him grow into his teaching role, I am willing to forgive him for the creep factor. Plus, he was just trying to help Barney be a better boyfriend, even if it was with his ex. And that shows emotional maturity. Thank you, ladies. Good one, Helena. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Next up from Emma. My legendary moment from Robin 101 is so silly, but the bowl moment followed by Lily saying, you've had so many great boyfriends. And Robin <laughs> replying, yeah, that's not it. Cracked me up. <laughs> I was going to say, like, who besides Ted? Like, she famously does not have relationships. All right. Next up is our friend Rufus. And Rufus yeah, says. Rufus. It's Rufus again. I was very flattered that you said I had a very cool name, but I feel the need to mention that its linguistic origins trace back thousands of years. Its meaning, redhead. <laughs> I am flattered nonetheless. Are you a redhead, Rufus? Are you a ginger? Um, we w- we're not getting into the accents. Right? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm I was just going <laughs> to... It is past your bedtime. It is. I'm going to pass out soon. <laughs> My legendary moment this week is Ted saying bowl a hundred times. Oh, everyone loves that. I know. I barely even mentioned it. I'm sorry, my friends. Hey, they're 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 getting it in now. That's fine. It yeah. is hilarious, and I love how neither Lily or Robin nor the laugh track acknowledge it. Yeah, <laughs> bisexual Lily is a close Woo-hoo. second, and I think a woman's sexuality is a moving target. Is probably her funniest line ever. It is really good. It's so good. Third place. Well, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't know that baby God. It's hilarious, <laughs> and there is nothing better than sassy Marshall. Thank you for making such a wonderful podcast. Love from the UK, Rufus. Thanks, Thanks, Rufus. Next is Tish. And Tish, ooh, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. I agree with Robin that it's a type of cheating. The whole point Mm. of a relationship is to get to know them and learn these things about them as you go. Mm. Ted yelling bull throughout Robin's stories is so funny. My legendary moment is how the bartender just had a drink ready for Barney. Nice. Kennedy package. Yep, Kennedy package. And I, I liked that line when, when Robin is saying it is cheating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like cheating on a test. Yeah, like you can't have a, what you say, like a crib sheet. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Edwin. And Edwin says, good morning, beautiful ladies. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. My legendary moment for this episode is Ted. I love him here. He's trying to do something nice for his friends. A bit creepy, but still sweet. Yeah, this is a, a great Ted episode. Mm-hmm. I think everyone seems to agree. Um He's got a point when he talks about when you date someone, it's like you're taking a class on that person. It's so true. I know too much, but I'll leave it at that. Ha ha. Thank you so much for this amazing podcast. Stay safe and take care. Thanks, Edwin. Thank you, Edwin. All right. I'm not going to say anything about Adam L. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Adam writes. (laughs) 
I love this episode. Ted gives Barney all the facts that he knows about Robin, as Ted would know, because like myself, Ted pays attention to detail and knows not what to <clears throat> what to do and what why to but not what to do and what to do. My legendary moment is Marshall and his barrel. It's awesome. It makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is Chris Z. And Chris Z says, Hi, K and K. This is my first email as a patron. Yay! Yay! And I'm finally caught up after listening over the last year or so. Way wow. to go, Chris. First off, I'll try and keep it short, as I'm sure you'll have a lot of legibles for this episode. Second, I love the podcast and banter you two have, the spouses that occasionally pop in and out, and the moral viewpoints that you share. I've never been a patron for any podcast before, but I had to contribute oh to the phenomenal God. work you two do. Thank you, Chris. Oh, thanks, Chris. That's so nice. I think it's great that we can all share a love of him and while also acknowledging female writers, female-owned companies, Rachel's Cookies and Treats, Woo! and the ups and downs and sometimes faults of the show. Sorry, I said I'd keep this short. Hey, listen, Chris, you're a patron. You can talk as long as you, you want. You don't need to, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so on to my ledge mo. I think this episode had a great storyline as a former hockey player and journalist. I love Robin's backstory involving Canada. I have relatives there. When Ted brings up how the 2004 Vancouver Connects division title is to distract Robin, <laughs> her, ensuing, her ensuing response was spot on and about the underdog team with shaky goaltending and the de declining skills of Trevor Linden. Quite true. Yeah, I wonder if they had, like, Canadian experts on staff. Yeah, right? Because it's so specific. It is specific. And I love, like, the five things not to ever, like, mention to Robin. One of them was the, like, popularity of hockey in the United States. Yeah, the lack of popularity. Yeah, lack of popularity. yeah that was it. Uh, my friend and former boss Dan and I bonded over this show, this specific scene, and much more over the course of just a few years. We became such good friends that he is one of my groomsmen <gasps> in my upcoming October wedding. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope Dan is also listening, Chris. Just, you know, putting it out there. How about it? One person at a time. Anyways, sorry for taking up more time than I said I would. Keep up the great work and don't leave any notebooks with important information <laughs> in the Bermuda Triangle, Chris. Good Seriously. night, Chris. Thank, Thank you, you so Chris. much. That's so great. David R. writes in to tell us his legendary moment. This is one of my favorite episodes of season five. In this rewatch, a few things made me laugh more than before. One, I love the Dead Poet Society scene. Always gives me a laugh. Two, <laughs> for some reason, I just now noticed how creepy Ted's photos of Robin are. She was asleep in a few of them. Creepy. Yeah. Three, Robin has a very distinct type of jealousy, I noticed. When she finds the notebook, she thought the girl Barney might be cheating on with her would at least be stupid. I thought this was very similar to season two, episode four, Ted Mosby Architect, when Robin was mm. picturing the girl Ted left the bar with as being ugly, only to be told otherwise a second later. Right, yeah. <laughs> but my ledge mo for this episode is when Lily tells Robin, be cool, baby, damn. When so talking good. about Mabel and Lily's barrel resin allergy, <laughs> mainly because I think all the characters at this point say this at same at the, bleh, mainly because I think all the characters say this at some point in the series. Yes. On my next series rewatch, I plan on having a be cool baby damn tracker. Thanks and stay great, David. That's R. a good one. I'm putting it down on our red runners mm. list because that is one. Uh, that's great. Okay, next up is Sam P. And Sam says, uh, okay, my ledge mo 
For Robin 101 is the Lillian Marshall subplot. Between pure-hearted Marshall genuinely wanting Mm. Mabel to find a good home, him falling for a barrel resin allergy, and be cool, (laughs) baby damn, I was as dead as the hair follicles of Marshall's upper lip. (laughs) Oh, P.S. I heard that you guys have met some people with unique names. By chance, have you met a Lisa or a Steve? <laughs> At rareencounters.org. We're a nonprofit. We really just want to get the word out there. We're looking for tales of rare sightings, like your encounter with an Adam. And we would love your help with the blog post we plan to add to the site. Sam! Oh my god, it's so good. That was so oh, wow. fucking funny. Oh my god. Um, that is so fucking funny. Sam, <gasps> Sam, you are my legendary moment of thought. Oh tonight. wow. That that <laughs> so was Chef's so Kids. We, we really just want to get the information out there. Well, Sam, I'm not surprised that you are connected with such an organization with such a (laughs) unique name as your own. From Kate and Caitlin. (laughs) Two extremely unique names. All right. I have like tears. I know. I'm the same. Take us home, Matthew. Good job, Sam. You made us both cry. I almost said Matthew. My name's Caitlin. (laughs) Take us home, Matthew. All right, our last legendary moment is from Matthew. All right. Hi, K&K. Can we have class outside? (laughs) Rapid 101 is an episode I like for the most part. The Marshall Mabel story is delightfully absurd in a good way. I do find the Ted Barney plot to be problematic in the way where Mm -hmm. Ted thinks he's being romantic, but he's just being a creep. At least it's balanced by Barney's motivation being to to mature and improve as a boyfriend. Can we have class outside? <laughs> you guys are killing it tonight. <laughs> My first of two legendary moments is Marshall's enthusiasm for Mabel the Barrel. Marshall as a character is often at his best when he is playing naively sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His dedication to Mabel, his sadness at having to give her away, and his frustration that no one wants her is truly endearing. Also, <laughs> a barrel resin allergy? Oh, Marshmallow, how adorably dumb <laughs> you can be at times. Can we have class outside? <laughs> My secondary legendary my second legendary moment is the source of this email's running gag. For whatever reason, but especially now, I always crack up each time Barney asks Ted this question. Maybe it's the boyish enthusiasm with which Barney begs Ted. Perhaps it's just me having flashbacks to my youth and wanting to have class outside as well. Or possibly it's just cabin fever from being stuck oh, at yeah. home during COVID for the last year. Yeah. Regardless, it still makes me laugh every time. As always, thank you for all you do. Despite all the struggles and obstacles of daily life, you always manage to deliver a very clever and highly entertaining podcast. I always listen on day one and never regret my choice to listen because it's always time well spent. Stay beautiful and awesome. Oh, my God. Thanks, Matthew. You guys are such sweeties. Uh, Caitlin, what is your legendary moment for Robin 101? I think... So I had a hard time between Lily's, like, a woman's sexuality is a moving target. Good and, one. And also, like, Jason Siegel and Marshall, like, that whole B-plot, there was not a lot of stuff there, but everyone loves it. Unless, you know, how yeah. I think that speaks to Jason Siegel and how endearing he is, how much everyone mm-hmm. loves Marshall, and how wonderful he was. So I think it's going to be that, just because, like, there's not a lot there. It's a barrel he finds in the basement, but he fucking sells it. and like, He sells it. 
You love just it. Like you're, he sells it to everyone on the street. You're so invested, right? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I completely forgot to even think about a legendary moment. Like this, this episode's good to me, but it's it's not like a a, a standout, mm. and it's not something like you said. There isn't like one shining moment. So I th- I think I'll give it to the theme of of trying to figure out what to do with the emotional stuff from a relationship. Because yeah. I thought this was a really clever way <clears throat> to <throat> handle that. And also Sam P's email. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was just so good. Those are my two. So, so good. I think those are great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for The Sexless Innkeeper. Hey! <laughs> So make sure to send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject, the sexless innkeeper, so that way Kate can find it um, easily and we don't miss it. Mm-hmm. We, of course, want to give a big shout out to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for being one of our sponsors, the most delicious sponsor you could ever Amen. have. Amen. Um, if you love this recap, be sure to leave us an Apple podcast review because it helps more people to find our podcast for HB fam to grow and just to get more listeners. And I mean, Kate, how much fun do you have reading these legendary moments now? Like they are just, so you guys fun. are so clever. I know. I feel like y'all have really stepped up your, your email game, and it's been great. It's been great. I love it so much. Um, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher so you never miss a recap. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All. Owl.